Welcome everybody to Podcast a Week for this, the fourth week until the Switch is released, and I, I literally cannot contain my excitement. I'm consuming every and any form of like Switch news, like like some kind of ferocious Hoover monster who wants to Hoover up all of the news. If you've produced literally anything about the Switch, there's a chance I've watched it, a pretty large chance, because I'm just like, I just need to fill the void with something. I just need to fill it with something. So, and we're a month away, four weeks. I'm very, very excited. Today we are talking about the Royal Rumble. It's a tad late, and I mentioned that because we recorded this on Monday, and I'm uploading it today. And, you know, if if you if you think some of the takes are a tad outdated based on WWE television, that's, you know, fair. But that's only when we're talking about WrestleMania season more than anything else, and how I see that card panning out. Or, it's more how I wanted that card to pan out. I'm not a huge fan of the way they're assembling the card, but we'll see how that turns out in the next few months. But yeah, I'm joined by Ken. So... Ken is on Podcast of the Week, because the weekend show might be dead, but hopefully isn't dead, but could be dead. So, maybe, I don't know. Royal Rumble 2017. Have a listen. Welcome back to Podcast of the Week. Last Sunday was the 2017 Royal Rumble, a WWE tradition, and joining me to talk about it is Ken. I'm back. Ken is on the show. Yeah. Because I'm not in any other podcast these days. Well, you have two that you've said you're doing, one of which is the long-established weekend show, which is sort of kind of on hiatus, maybe dead, who knows. Semi-permanent, sort of, kind of hiatus, may come back, may not, we don't know. It's currently on life support. Yeah, maybe dead. Ken, Ken moved to a different house in the last few weeks, and he is also contemplating moving to either the Philippines or Romania, so... I got a lot going on. Ken has things going on. We had the, we had the Royal Rumble on Sunday, Ken. We did. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts that know. Okay. So it was it was a whole show. It was a show that happened. It was. How long was it in the end? Like five and a half hours or something like that. Including pre-show, it went pretty long. I think it ended around twenty to four in the morning. So yeah. yeah, give or take five and a half hours if you watch the entire pre-show, which unfortunately I did because yes. I reviewed it for VoicesOfWrestling.com. You can go check out the review with Rob Reed, friend of the podcast, and Kelly Harass as well. So there you go. Good old Rob. You go. You go. Read, you can go read that. But we'll talk about it here. So, so like read while you're listening, or read and then come back and listen, or listen and then go read. You, you, loads of options. It's up to you. It's up to you. There were pre-show matches. Do you even want to talk about them? I suppose we had a tag title change. Why not? It's it's it's. Well, you're, you're burying the lead there, Gar. Yeah. Well, that's not really the lead. The lead is from when Randy Orton won the Rumble. But we'll get to that in a minute. Becky Lynch, Nikki, Bella, and Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia. It was a wrestling match. It was pretty good. Was it? I'm seeing here that it was 9 minutes 35 seconds. It really didn't seem that long. No, I thought it felt long enough. Yeah. I thought it was probably too long. What struck me really was that Mickey James, really, for her comeback pay-per-view match, well, technically pay-per-view match, yeah. she really wasn't in it at all. Is it technically a pay-per-view because it's on the W Network, or technically pay-per-view because it was on the pre-show? I don't know. Okay. But the pre-show, like, from a WWE standpoint, they see it as the, the main show now. No, years. they don't. That's what, that's what they do. Though. They say that, but they don't. These are nothing matches that no one really cares about. They come and go and no one remembers them. What was the pre-show before? Was TLC the most recent show? What, was it? I don't know. What, I don't know. Did, did, we, did we have a Raw pay-per-view? The Roadblock End of the Road, wasn't it? Oh, End of the Line, Ken. Get the, get the name of your WWE pay-per-view. Roadblock End of the Road. Yeah. <laughs> well, a Roadblock is the end of the road. But what was the pre-show match on Roadblock End of the Line? I couldn't even remember the name of the pay-per-view, so that shows how much I, I remember. I feel like things. it was probably a Cruiserweight six-man. 
It probably was. Could have been. But nonetheless, my point is these matches don't matter. This match was pretty good. Kind of a waste of Mickey James, as you said. It's yeah. Like her big comeback match after being gone for like ooh, eight years. She left in 2009. Yeah, and with, with the amount of time they wasted on the main card, you probably could have snuck this on there. Well, still though. Would you have wanted it there? Well, you know, just for Mickey James to come back, probably. It's still a nothing match, though. Who cares? True. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeated Cesaro and Sheamus to become WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. Two referees were assigned to this match solely to facilitate another screwy finish, even though that's what they were there to prevent. Yep, that that makes perfect sense. The stipulation did not matter. It did not work. Just like later with the, the shark cage thing, Chris Jericho still interfered. Yeah. Raw, raw, raw officials are inept. Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon are inept. They are poor at doing their job, and they shouldn't do their job anymore. Yes. I mean, Mick Foley... Like, he had a performance review, and yet, despite performing mediocrely, he still had a job. Yeah, that's not realistic. And Stephanie McMahon, despite being a woman... Sorry, never mind. Just going to leave an awkward pause there. We watched Holy Foley last night as well. We did. We'll get to that, we'll get to that later, maybe. Uh, will we? I don't think we're going to come back to Holy Foley. Are we? I thought we were in the Royal Rumble now, so I thought we shouldn't... Well, you know, this is what this podcast is, really. Taking a bit of a, a are, tangent. Are you saying my, my podcast of the week is a tangent-filled podcast? Yes. I did some Animal Crossing fan fiction the other week, but still. Did you? Holy Foley is a... It's kind of like a good-bad show, almost. Yeah. It's not a good show, but it's kind of amusing in how it's not good. Yeah, we can tell how it's it's very specifically pieced together to create drama that isn't there. Well, yeah, but all reality shows are. Yeah, but like it, it does feel like, like at least there's kind of some kind of guise of authenticity. Just all feels very fake. Well, McFoley's trying his best, Ken. He's trying to create a, a good product for you, and you're like, oh, McFoley, try to be more authentic in your fake reality show. Yeah, nerd, nerd. You call me a nerd? Yeah, you're he, a nerd. Ken, 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 Ken kind of wants to hit me right I think now. People just watch it. For... You, you know, when, when someone wants to hit you, and and they're kind of restraining it and you you can look at them and they're kind of shifting and they're just kind of like, like there's a pent up energy in them I would never hit you Gary you've hit me before anyway as I was saying before you so rudely interrupted me I'm pretty sure people just watch it for his hot dog well I watch it for hot McFoley he's flowing locks he's a good looking man he's kind of cute he is in a, in a lovable kind of hobo way do you like his new haircut that's like the haircut he had when he was first commissioner he transported back like 17 years just by getting a haircut Every so often he just dyes his beard as well. Well, he he dresses as Santa for Christmas. It it, it doesn't really seem uh, and probably more than just Christmas, but that's yeah, that's whatever he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. He has a Christmas room in his house. We've learned on Holy Foley. Yes, we learned that in his books. You've read his books. Yeah, I've read his books, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, but yeah, we were talking about the tag title match. It's kind of inconsequential. I I feel as if, well, the first thing you should know is that Gallows and Anderson finally won the title and a match in general. Yeah. And they're still they're still geeks. It's like no one could possibly care. They're still dorks who lose all the time and can't win without stupid interference or cheating or being screwed out of the titles a few weeks ago because they're heels and that's what you do with heels. Apparently, you yeah. rightfully screw them under the belts because that makes the people not like them. Yeah. Anyway, there's two things here that struck me. First of all, as, as we just mentioned, Gallows and Anderson have no momentum at all. So the title change, even if it's on the pre-show, could have meant something if they were kind of hot, but they're not. No. See that rhyme there? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're a wordsmith. But also, they spent such a long time building to the Cesaro and Sheamus title reign that it just kind of 
just gone. now now it's over it's, yeah it's just gone just done you breaking them up too and, and the thing is their tag team is probably over now as well they probably would have back they'll probably have a rematch on Raw tonight and then the mega powers would explode well we're breaking up Jericho and Owens by all accounts we're breaking up Cesaro and Sheamus by all accounts and Cesaro yeah no um, and Harper and Wyatt split it during the rumble so it's like all the tag teams are breaking up at the moment yeah I think, I feel as if they kind of need them as single stars though do they I think so well, I suppose Brock and Taker are going to be around in July, so... Exactly. And Nia Jax, or Nia Jax even, defeated Sasha Banks. It was a squash match. She she just yeah. ran through her. You know, those times, and we're all guilty of it, you kind of stop to tweet or look at Twitter, and then all of a sudden it's over. Like, what, what, <laughs> what, 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 what happened? Yeah. Which is strange, because like, Sasha Banks is one of the most featured acts in the division. She has been trading the belt with Charlotte for pretty much the last year. I said this last night. She has been trading the belt, but she at no point was made to look worthy or... Well, like she, strong as a champion. Well, she was. Yeah, she she won the belt pretty strong, and then usually lost it immediately after. Immediately so. after, and made to look really weak. And is it me or do they play the kind of injury angle with her a lot? That's because she gets hurt all the time. Is she legitimately hurt this time? Or I don't know. They do that like twice twice a month because uh, she usually yeah. does get hurt, so she has to miss some time. So you have to make up the injury angle to explain why she's not on television. So the, the whole thing. The whole thing is just like. Oh, she would have won if it wasn't for this, you know. And uh, it's just in the hell in the cell. It's kind of ended abruptly due to her being not not good enough. And then it just feels like she was made to look inferior to Charlotte the entire time. Not to mention the fact that it feels like they've kind of almost kind of pulled back from her now because they feel as if they can't put the division on her because of this injury-prone nature. They have Bailey now, but I don't remember anything about this match. I'm really sorry. It's just Nijax won. Yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> don't like her either. She's not. She hasn't got the same knack as the rest of her family for the old wrestling business. Well, she's not. That's you being hard. She's she's pretty good. There's like there are times where you look at her as a monster and she's she's like owning it and she's like, yeah, you're a good monster. And then there are times where she's like, what am I supposed to do next? And then you're like, come on, you're supposed to be good at this. Throw in some woman drop. That's what they all do. Yeah, just, just deck somebody. Do do monster things. Just or a head push. Throw people around in reckless abandon. That's how yeah. it works. I think, yeah, it's a good point, Gary. I think she should, she should lean into that persona a bit more. Because uh, otherwise it just makes her look a bit ordinary. Yeah. Uh, next up, which actually three of the eight matches on this show were women's matches. Fair by play. Progressive Kent. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Bailey, or just Charlotte. Why does it have Charlotte Flair on Wikipedia? Her name is Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, she retained, continuing her pay-per-view streak to, what, is it like 20 or something? 16 and Ogar. No, it's like... Do your research. Yeah, okay. 16-0, Charlotte won. It was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It was a good match. Yeah. I don't think there was any point where Bailey looked like she was going to win. I think that's part of, part of what what took off a star for me. Yeah, and then, like, Charlotte Charlotte dominated. Like, mm. proper, like, there's, there's a good performance from her. Yeah. She was, she was, like, she controlled the match. It, it got a little messy and sloppy at times. I think a lot of that was on Bailey's part. She looked nervous. She looked nervous. She did look a bit over-eager to, to kind of... Impress her, on the stage. Yeah, and prove that she was deserving of the spot, you know? Because, like, this was... This is the biggest crowd she's ever worked in front of, so... Yeah, sick finish, though. Oh, yes, yes, the the natural selection on the apron. That's pretty cool. That, that, that's like, yes, that yeah. would finish someone. That is called a natural selection, isn't it? It is called a natural yeah. selection, well done, Gary. But uh, it is uh, an interesting thing that they trust them to open the show, which they usually wouldn't with the women. So it, it is a step forward, but I don't think it was the kind of match that you would have wanted to, to stake a claim for the division carrying a card in the future or to, to open a card in the future yeah it was a perfectly enjoyable fine match yeah. you know solid opener but it didn't blow blow the socks off but it was a good match 
poor old Charlotte got buttermilk busted as well. Indeed, hard way. Charlotte, is it is it too much to say she's one of the best wrestlers in the company right now, or at least the best personas? No, no, I'd say best wrestlers. Yeah, she she does what she does with a plum. She carries that division single handedly. She's got a persona down as well. She's probably one of the best characters on television. I like before, and I'm I'm guilty of this. I would fast forward through the women's matches, but I will watch her. You're such a sexist, Ken. They were so crap when they were only like three or four minutes. Well, yeah, you could have given the three or four minutes of your life over to the poor women who are trying their best to entertain you. You sexist pig. Nah. Up next, Kevin Owens defeated Roman Reigns to retain the WWE Universal Championship. This was a no disqualification match in which Chris Jericho was suspended in the cage. Uh-huh. Well, shark, shark cage. Sorry, shark cage above the ring. Did they borrow the shark cage from Shark Boy? Probably. That's where he sleeps, I imagine. That's yeah. his. Well, why would sharks sleep in cages? They're they're held there against their will. Perhaps. I don't know, Gar. Maybe he uses it to catch his other shark friends so he can live in a, a community of sharks. That's a bit wide of the mark. I don't know. I don't know. Why, why won't you just let me write my Shark Boy fan fiction? Go ahead. There once lived a man named Shark Boy. He wasn't a man because he was in fact a boy. He longed to live in a world with just sharks because he was a human pretending to be a shark. Also pretending to be Steve Austin. It's the beginning. I'm going to leave the rest. He's got the gut that Steve Austin has now. So you leave Shark Boy alone. It's authentic. He's such a jerk. Ken, Ken, Ken is a mean person. Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. People love this match. People did love this match. And and the the worst compliment I can play, play it is I don't really re- remember many highlights. Well, there was the frog splash through the table. The frog splash through the table. Was the power bomb through the table. Um, and Kevin Owens taking that bump off the uh, the ring post into a bunch of chairs and you know you sometimes you see the chairs like just two chairs side by side so it creates a little a little flat surface to land on which you know probably sucks to take that bump but it's not the worst okay. they, they, these chairs were stacked in a way that like the pointy rounded edges well they're not really pointy but they rounded if you landed on them you'd probably break your back yeah. kind of uh, edges of the chair were facing upward and there is no way to take that bump and for it not to suck that's basically that, you're just going to fall on some chairs at like it's gonna hurt. That's yeah. basically it. Like, you know, people say wrestling is fake, and people say it's staged. You do. Like, you're gonna do your Jim Ross. How do you learn? How do you learn to fall off a twenty foot ladder? How do they learn how to fall? No, I'm not gonna go full Jim Ross in it. But it, it's just there, there's no planning for that. You can kind of just try and protect yourself as much as you can. But but really, like he just kind of went for it, didn't he? He just kind of fell. Yeah, because a few a few months ago, I think it was in December, Eddie Edwards and. Uh, Eddie Kingston were wrestling on Impact and Eddie Edwards gave Kingston a, a suplex onto a standing chair onto the edge like that and his back Ooh. went across it and it looked like he broke his back it was like no don't do that you're going to die and then basically Kevin Owens did a similar thing just onto even more chairs from a greater height yeah as you said Jericho was supposed to be neutralised in this match and was not he managed to slip Owen oh, some black brass knucks during the match. He had a minimal role in the match, but he did could still interfere. Yeah, Although and thought, he, he also jumped Reigns before the match, so he did that too. Yeah, so I, I thought there was going to be more clever usage of him cheating. Like he had the U.S. title around his waist, and he's wearing a really long scarf. So I thought at one point he'd lower the title down, <laughs> tangle it down, and he tied it to the scarf and dangle it down. So for, for why wouldn't he just throw it down, just in case like Roman got his hands on it? Exactly, he's got to control the delivery. Also, it's his precious United States title. He wouldn't want to drop it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I like this match. I thought it was a very good match. Like, Owens does plunder well. If you watched the Raw Rumble last year, he had a very good plunder match with Dean Ambrose then. And yeah. Dean, Dean Ambrose does plunder well as well. It's about all he does well. Um, 
yeah. burying Dean Ambrose. I feel as if if this match wasn't on the car with Cena Styles, it would have had more time and it could have hit that third gear. Well, it had plenty of time. This got 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't exactly short-changed. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it was short-changed, but I, I felt like with an extra couple of minutes, it could have hit a kind of a... Hit a couple more finishers, stuff like that. You know? Oh, yeah, you just, you just wanted the spam finishers and kick out, and then it's like, yeah, four stars. I would give this match three and a half stars, Gary. Three and three quarters, if you read my review. But very enjoyable. But I, I think you said this last night, Gary. I'm really over at Roman Reigns. I don't see his value. Oh, yeah, I'm, I, I do see his value. He's a talented performer, but like as a character, I'm so sick of him. What is he? I'm so sick of him doing his smirking one-liners oh, I'm Roman Reigns, aren't I cool I'm doing a Bushley John Cena act and he comes out and I'm sick of him I'm sick of seeing his dumb face on TV and his dumb smirk and his dumb jokes none of which are good and his like overbearing presence because of course he had to be number 30 in the rumble later because Roman Reigns has to be the star of the show he always wins, he's always the focal point of Raw, no one cares about him in a way that like, no one has a deep emotional attachment to Roman Reigns yeah. like you could, except like, the hatred perhaps yeah except a bit of hatred uh, but like Cena even when people booed him like there was a there was a proper like emotional resonance with John Cena exactly. Roman Reigns is just like I'm sick of you I'm, I'm like he's great he's a great pro wrestler but I'm sick of him I'm sick of seeing his dumb face on WWE television his character makes no sense he's basically a bully but he's a good guy I don't get it yeah that, that Rusev feud where he was like Rusev was like I love my wife and then Roman Reigns was like ha 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 I'm interfering in your love and weddings your wife's basically a whore yeah it's like screw you these people are just trying to show their love and just that they're foreigners you hate them god he's like Trump the wrestler are you okay yeah, yeah I'm done with my Reigns rant I'm sick of Reigns <laughs> you might have to rant about him later when he when, when he, yeah, when he's freaking the focal point of the end of the rumble we'll get there Neville Ritzwan bad match 14 minutes it was 14 minutes that was 14 minutes it didn't seem like 14 minutes why, like... The it whole, seemed like more. That match was it, terrible. The whole thing was uh, about the Cruiserweight division... It wasn't terrible. <laughs> ...is that I thought... You know, they made a big deal about it. I thought it was going to be like... And, like, they keep on insisting that it's high-octane, high-adrenaline... Oh, and 205 Live is the Actually, most exciting hour on television with what? no flips and guys grabbing arm bars. That's what I'm saying. Like, you said it last night, right? Jack Gallagher doing prop comedy. His, we'll Not bad prop it, comedy. It's but. pretty good, yeah. I have to say. We'll, we'll get on to that later. But... It's it's really, it's just like why would you base a like such talented guys who can who can wrestle and like and there's there's a, there's a time for that in the match you know when you're building and or you know go transitioning between between uh, segments but like build a, a, a just do flips do flippies <laughs> that's, that's basically what, that's what you're getting to yeah. just do some flips stop like grabbing arm bars stop like doing like seven minutes of nothing. Yeah. And like I, know, I like Neville I like that he still does flips but god this match was just so slow Headlock and so sounds... dull and just and then Red Swan did a few flips and it's like ooh good wrestling yeah. and then they, it ended but why does every cruiserweight have to have a laborious submission finisher as well? I don't know and all of them are very like like seven of them do like a knee bar yeah. like two of them do basically a cross face yeah. and, and I don't know I, I, like maybe it's a cross uh, like a holdover from the fact that this this division was loosely based on like a bunch of evolved stuff, yeah. or that's more of the style. But like, just do flips. Stop boring me with your crap. Don't do fourteen minutes of nothing. Like John Cena and AJ Styles was was more dynamic, exciting, and fast paced than the cruiserweight match. I think they've really got it wrong with this division. Character. It sucks. It's terrible. And like, I like Neville. I like Ritz Swan. I like TJ Perkins. I like Anthony Nice. 
I, I kind of like Nom Dara, but he, he sucks on WWE television. He's he seems terrible. He's just a, a jobber, doesn't he? Gulak is a good wrestler, and like all and like the people who aren't there, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali. Actually, I'll, I'll throw Mustafa Ali a shout out because he's done one of the better people on the show. But Grand Metalik, Tajiri showed up but got hurt. Uh, Austin Aries is sitting on an announcer's table, and Akira Tozawa hasn't showed up yet either. So you have all these people who are under contract who are great pro wrestlers and I'm afraid of them being on this show because this show sucks and it makes good wrestlers bad and that doesn't make sense. This whole thing of them being exclusive to Raw and getting their own show, I think they're overexposed as well. That's part of the problem. I feel like them, like, well, I thought giving them their own show was an ambitious of failure. Yeah. And they were going to move them off Raw but they're still on Raw. They're having like three minute matches on Raw that nobody cares about. But uh, I feel like giving them their own show is like claiming victory and defeat. Yeah. It's like, oh look, they have their own show. It's such a victorious the, the, the division is so thriving. Yeah. But yeah, Doth we... protest too much WWE. I see through your antics. Car- that show sucks. It's terrible. Has the Cruiserweight division become the, the old women's division on Raw? Basically. It's like, here's a division that no one cares about that gets three minutes. Like, they, they, they go in, they go out. Like, no one cares. There seems to be no consequence to the, the wins and losses either. People... Well, all of the champions have been flops. Yeah. Perkins flopped. Then Perk- Kendrick flopped. Then Swan flopped. And now it's Neville's turn probably to flop. Because no one cares about any of these people. And we're on the fourth champion already since August, isn't it? Or uh, I, When was the Cruiserweight Classic one? Yeah, I think it was August, wasn't it? Yeah. But, I don't know. And none of these champions... No one cares about any of this. Like, the division, like, it stinks. It's terrible. No one cares about it. I mean, the Cruiserweight division is perfect for Neville, and I hope they can carry it forward from here, but uh, it, it hasn't been a good start. And it's been... How much? It's been about... It's been half a year if you include the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, for six months now, and the Cruiserweight Classic was the best part of it, and it went downhill from there. But anyway, that's probably for another podcast. John Cena defeated the phenomenal AJ Styles for the WWE Championship in a match I gave five stars. All the stars, Ken. I threw the stars at it. This match was amazing. You made it rain, Gar. Yeah, my second five-star match in a month. Two of them, Ken. The last one was Kenny Omega against Kazuchika Okada. And, like, I gave gave three matches five stars last year. Month into this year, already at two. Whoa. I, I think I gave one the year before, so, you know. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot more generous in my old age. But this match, this match deserved it. Exactly. John Cena equaled the record of Ric Flair for It's a fake record. Who cares? He's, he's won more right titles than that. I don't care about WWE's narratives. I just want to talk about how great this match was. Yeah. All right, you can talk about John Cena equaling Ric Flair's record. Equaling Ric Flair's record. And John Cena is not even 40 yet, so he could probably win another oh, five he'll, he'll win another one at least. He'll break that record. And then Triple H will go, ha ha, I'm going to break it too. Yeah. It's 62-year-old Triple H defeating young um i was gonna say the son of yeah shane mcmahon jr or whatever shane mcmahon's children are called for the wwe championship when triple h is still the focal point of wwe television and he wins the rumble again so he can take the title off shane mcmahon's son and we'll be doing this forever people in case you haven't noticed there'll be a whole nother generation of mcmahon's being obnoxious on wwe television aj styles john cena the match ruled (laughs) it was was, i think i think it like from the get-go, the crowd were into it, and that's that probably... Not even into it. The crowd were nuts. The yeah. Crowd, same with the, the Owens and Reigns match, in fairness. The crowd were super into that as well. But, like, the crowd were treating this match as, like, a special match. Yeah, it had a big match feel. The en- for, exactly, from the en- entrances, the energy was there, the noise was there. John Cena and AJ are extremely comfortable with each other now. They know each other very well. They like. I like the way the match had callbacks to their previous matches, but it didn't kind of follow the same formula as such. Yeah, it's just like two lads, both tremendous pro wrestlers, 
throwing literally every single thing the, each guy had, like ev- like every move in their arsenal. They basically emptied emptied the arsenal, and whoever had most won, and that was John Cena. And they both had a lot on the line as well. John Cena was just coming back. A lot of people doubted if he still has it anymore. If, well, he's, if he's still the man, no, that, that's the narrative that they're yeah. setting anyway. Uh, you know, he was at, he was chasing the records, which you deny, but anyway, it's not a real record; it's made up. It just does. Still has that like it's a really great character because he's beaten Cena tw- twice. I think twice at this in, point in singles matches. You know, he became the WWE champion in his absence. had a, had a pretty good reign, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but he still had that inferiority complex, and that kind of tempered his performance. I thought that was a really good kind of layer to the match. To yeah, he, he had to. He he had to. He even though he had proved himself, he 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 felt the need to continue to prove himself. And he's AJ Styles. He's one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Wrestling John Cena, who. Is also probably one of the greatest promises of all time. People can complain about Cena all you want and say people carry him and all this rubbish, but it takes two. And Cena consistently over a decade and a half has had excellent pay per view matches. Yeah, John Cena is the standard of excellence in WWE. Like bar, bar none, he he's the guy in that company who delivers all the time. And AJ Styles is the guy in the world that delivers all the time for literally everybody everywhere. And now he's doing it in WWE because he's amazing, and this match was amazing. And as you said, I, I, and one of the things that struck me after the match, and I said straight away, was I can't remember a low period in the match. Yeah, like, like the pace, like the match was 24 minutes, and it did not stop. Literally, ball, literally was. It was balls to the wall the entire and time. Some people would give out about that. I'm like, I don't care, this match was awesome. But but it would it, would, it might have been a bit much, it was their first match, but, but because it wasn't their first match, and there was so much on the line, and, and there was so much you know, history there, and animosity, it made sense to have it that way. Um, but... Uh, I yeah, think th- th- this this was the go big or go home match. Yeah. They're probably not going to have like a WrestleMania or SummerSlam match again. This is their their big John Cena AJ Styles. Let's remember this one match, and I'll remember it. One hundred percent. And like, I'm kind of sad that AJ lost the title, but I feel as if his reign was successful. Yeah, people take AJ seriously because AJ like he's too good a performer that yeah. like people will always take him seriously because he'll make them take him seriously. And WWE did give him, you know. Uh, it, could, it was it was a good loss if that makes any sense. People right? people were like, "Oh, he was buried." It's because like, he hit two FUs at the end to make it like or AAs to make it conclusive. I'm still back in. What, when did he change it from FU to AA? Like 2011. Yeah, like anyway. Five or six years. But people were like, "Oh, oh, they buried him." It's like, no, they didn't. It took four FUs to put him down. I say FUs again. God damn it. Anyway, it, it took four of them, and he he wrestled for 24 minutes and took John Cena to his limit, and he had already defeated John Cena twice. If you yeah. like, people throw around words that they do not understand. Yeah. Just that he lost does not mean he was buried. He had a good title reign after beating Cena twice after a literal classic, as classic as you get. And and people were like, oh, he's buried. He's not. He lost. And, and Cena won. And it gave him the respect that Cena had the doubt in his mind that that he, he couldn't beat AJ Styles in the past. So he had to give that extra FU just to seal the win. I think that was... I believe it's a, called an AA, Ken. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> FU, Ken. As I said, I'm oh, 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 should I bleep that? Eh, probably not. Wordplay. But I think it was the best kind of defeat AJ could have. I be, um, And that, that flowed over air. Hey, that was great. That was great. It was, and if it hadn't come off, it would have been sh- shite. But it, it it came off really smoothly, and it looked really great. Um, five stars, Gar. Match one of the match of the year contenders so far. Um, I'd be curious to see where AJ goes from here. We'll talk about that after we talk about the Rumble. We'll talk a little bit. We'll go. We'll, we'll look a little bit ahead to the road to WrestleMania. Speaking of the Rumble, Randy Orton threw out Roman Reigns to win the thirty-man WWE Royal Rumble. There were thirty men. Just over an hour this year. Yeah, most of them didn't matter. 
Jericho lasted nearly the entire match. As Jericho, they tend to use Jericho to anchor these matches. He's just like, he's reliable. He's been here multiple times. He's done these matches tons and tons of times. So it's like, we're just going to put him in there. And he, he'll be the guy who's the, the glue that holds this match together. The last few years, he's entered at number two or three. And he's lasted like 40 minutes, an hour. So yeah, he's the guy that they kind of anchored the whole rumble around. So um, the big news is Randy Orton won. Randy Orton won. He became the favorite kind of late on in the week. Yeah, because like Undertaker was the the starting favorite. Then Strowman became favorite for a while, and then like the smart money came in yesterday, and Orton was obviously the odds on favorite then. I and I was kind of surprised by that because I knew Orton was kind of heading in a, a direction possibly with Bray Wyatt, but I didn't know that was going to be a title match. But well, how's it going to be a title match? People are like, oh, Cena will lose the belt. Will he? Possibly. It depends who he's facing at WrestleMania. Someone might cost him the belt. Or do you think? Do you think they put the belt on Cena and have him lose it in two weeks? But I the elimination chamber is in two weeks. That's true, but I can't see them going to that. I, like, it could happen, but I really can't see why they go to the Orton Cena well again. Well, because it's a big match and those two are big wrestlers. Because like they they did the Harper turn, so do you do the Harper turn and then do another Orton turn? That doesn't make much sense. Yeah. So it, it seemed it seemed to me, and people people were like, "Oh, well, they're doing Reigns and Undertaker." But that didn't seem. We'll talk about that in a second. But mm-hmm. it seemed to me that that coming out of this match, Harper Wyatt and Orton Cena are the directions. Yeah, but it's a brand extension Royal Rumble, Gary. So you have to remember, for the first time in a few years, that the person has a choice of title matches. Do they? They do. Is that really? Uh, That's been established. So who won? Randy won. So Randy against Owens. Owens is still champion. Owens Jericho is the clear match there. That's yeah. that's the one that that they've been building toward, where they turn on each other and then have a WrestleMania match. What people title on Brock and Lesnar and Brock, Lesnar and Orton? No, <laughs> their but match he, at SummerSlam was bad. Well, it wasn't bad, but it was just like I don't care. I don't want to see another match. They left somebody on the table there, so it's possible. Did they? He quit, he killed him. What did they leave on the table? Revenge. No. <laughs> This match, I, I, I've heard a lot of, I, I've seen a lot of Twitter buzz that was favourable for this Rumble. It was, I thought it was pretty run in the middle. Yeah, it existed. <laughs> like, it's hard to have a bad Rumble match because every two minutes the match changes and at least every two every two minutes something new happens that you're like, ooh, this person's coming out. Unless that person's Mojo Raleigh and then you're like, oh, okay. I kind of I always look unfavourably on Rumbles where someone really established wins it. Especially Orton. Yeah. Like Orton's been such a, a non-factor for years now, not just this year. He's he's been a mid-card act for most of this year, but like he's been such a nothing uh, nothing act for for quite a while now. And he won the Royal Rumble. And I was watching it, and kind of like at the end, I was like, kind of like, that's basically it. If you, if, the, if the mic picked up, kind of a large exhale. It's like, all right, yeah, okay. Like it was it was good. I would have even accepted Bray Wyatt winning more than him. You know, if they're going to go that direction, like you know. Well, I don't. I don't think they're going that direction because they didn't seem to suggest they're going in that or, direction. Or you know, or whatever Raw Master Jericho. You know, that would have been a kind of a, a good surprise. Yeah. So I, I still find it weird that, that they put the belt on Cena and then they're going to pull it, put it on Wyatt to move on to Wyatt against Orton. Like, why not just keep the belt on Styles and then have Bray win it? Putting yeah. the belt on Cena seems a strange move. Unless I don't even know why. It's a strange move. That's what I'm saying. It's That's a, the reason I don't think they're going to do it. The road to WrestleMania isn't any clearer after the Royal Rumble. Probably part of the reason why I don't think it was a successful Rumble as such. Well, we we have our, our two locked-in matches. Like, Goldberg Brock and Triple H, Seth Rollins, are they're happening. There's a lot of stuff that happened that wasn't paid off. Because Strowman beat up Reigns, and that wasn't referenced at all in the rest of the night. Well, it, it wasn't referenced in the Rumble, which you'd be fine with. But yeah. Reigns was in the Rumble. Yeah. So you, you would have thought the reason to put Reigns in the Rumble was to call back to the Strowman thing, but 
who knows? But Strowman was eliminated like half an hour, 40 minutes earlier than that. Yeah, Strowman was eliminated number nine. And also, there was no there was no follow-up on the Rollins-Triple H thing. It was just, he's banned from the arena for showing up in NXT. That's it. Well, you would get your follow-up on Raw, well, I, I suppose. he'd at least invade the Rumble. Something would happen, like, you know... Uh, to create some Seth Rollins buzz coming out of the show. I suppose that's yeah. maybe why they had him on NXT last night, or the night before. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, Sami Zayn was in the match for a very long time. 40, how many minutes? Four, pretty much 47 minutes. But the biggest factor and the reason he did not make a pretty much an impression at all. He was there the whole time. He eliminated nobody. Yeah. He was in the match for 47 minutes and he eliminated nobody. And then when he kind of got dumped out, you're like, all right, that was a bit overdue. Oh, yeah, but, you were you were there the whole time? Who, yeah, exactly. Who, who knew? Ty Dillinger was the literal only surprise. Yeah. Like, people was oh, Jack Allager and Mark Henry. It's like, fair enough, they were advertised, but they're, they're people on the roster. That yeah. doesn't even count. It's kind of cute that he entered number 10, but other than that... Yeah, that was nice. They gave him the, the entry number 10. But, so. you know, you know, people are always going to be disappointed when they throw names like Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, possible Balor return, that kind of thing. It yeah, doesn't happen. Nakamura, all those kind of people. And, like, even, like, if they got a Rob Van Dam or someone. Someone's right. like, ooh, look, a surprise. Or even Jake the Snake finally got his rumble entry. Well, I don't think he's fit for it, but... You know, someone could dump him out in a really confusing and, and horrible-looking fashion, but anyway. One of the other things that struck me, guys, this was probably the most loaded rumble in years, but they didn't utilise that at all. Was it the most loaded? It had a bunch of old-timers that came out in the last five. Yeah, we had Undertaker... Like Goldberg continued his storyline of getting the better of Brock Lesnar, but then he was immediately look, look, made to look weak by getting dumped out moments later. Yeah, and then the Undertaker. Who was well, to... I wouldn't have said looked weak. The, the idea is that Goldberg has his number. Yeah, no, but you know Goldberg's whole character is kind of like that. He's invincible, and he kind of they reestablished that. But then he got kind of dumped out unceremoniously. Well, he had his back turned to the Undertaker, though. I suppose if you were going to get him dumped out by somebody, it's the Undertaker. But then the Undertaker kind of just got turfed out by Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns which made people think that's a match that's happening I don't think it is but it kind of made, they kind of did a stare down I, I don't want to see that match honestly we'll I, I think right. I think that was a, a Royal Rumble moment as I put that in inverted commas rather than a tease of what's to come but yeah I sw- could the, Undertaker, the Undertaker doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble I would say but at the same well, time neither is Randy Orton <laughs> at the same time like I question why he kind of entered it well to that's t- why I'm saying like if yeah they didn't set anything up yeah. like Undertaker like coming out like in in my head, the WrestleMania lineup is Seth Rollins, Triple H, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, or Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman against Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. Randy Orton against uh, John Cena, and Luke Harper against Bray Wyatt, and that leaves that leaves the Undertaker, and that leaves AJ Styles, which made me think Undertaker against AJ Styles is the the process of elimination match. Basically, there's like rumors of AJ Styles against Shane McMahon, and I'm like, no, no, <sighs> please no. But how would you get to Undertaker versus Styles? I don't know. Just have him show up on SmackDown and Tombstone him. <laughs> That's how most Undertaker feuds start. Yeah. He just shows up and hurts somebody, and then it's like, "We will wrestle now." Or you could do the usual Undertaker. Or like, like W has a lot of formulas, and one of the formulas is, "I've lost the title. I'm going to have to prove my legacy at WrestleMania by challenging the Undertaker." By challenging the Undertaker, so Styles comes out. Styles comes out. He probably loses in the Elimination Chamber or whatever his rematches, and then it's like, "Oh, I need to do something, Undertaker. I challenge you." And then AJ Styles against Undertaker is a WrestleMania match. But they tend to go in pairs, like because someone hadn't won the Royal Rumble from number thirty. Who won number thirty before? Cena won, but we've had one since Cena, haven't we? We yeah, because the Undertaker no. The Undertaker won from... No, yeah. The Undertaker won from 30. Then Cena won from 30. And like now the last two years, someone has won the Royal Rumble for the second time. Yeah. So, and... One of the things that really annoys me as well, like... They always do it with, like... Either the Elimination Chamber or the Royal Rumble. It's like... Someone will get the better of someone they're feuding with. 
It's like, I'm going on to WrestleMania. I've got revenge over you. You're not going to WrestleMania. Then that person will win the title. Yeah, so, like... That that's that's the way I see the road to WrestleMania playing out. Yeah. And you have like the the undercard ladder match. You have like the women will do something rumored to be a four way with the just combining the two Rumbles women's matches on the Raw side. There's like it'll be a six hour show. Yeah. So there's there's lots of room. It might even be longer. Who knows? It was longer last year. It actually yeah. it, it, it eked towards seven last year. Yeah. You could see three or four matches on the, on the pre show as well. Yeah. Getting like the tag teams and the cruiserweights out of the way basically. Exactly. Four cruiserweights. <laughs> I reckon NXT and the UK title might get a run out as well, possibly. Uh, doubt it's too many people. Yeah. Like, I think SmackDown Intercontinental title will be the ladder match. Yeah. Just Ziggler, Ambrose, Miz, Corbin, um, Cruz, those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Lump them into the ladder match. Tag match, I don't know, like a three or four way in the, on the pre-show, probably. And then SmackDown women, Mickey James against somebody. Who knows? And I don't see them doing Orton Wyatt just on the grounds that they did the Harper turn and they had Cena win the title. Yeah. So it, I just don't think it makes sense to put the belt on Cena and then have Cena lose it. I'd actually, like, I'm, I'm okay with Orton Cena. It's a match. Is there a way we can have Undertaker Cena? Because that's been touted for a long time as well. It has, but how do you get there? If Orton chooses to go to Raw. To challenge Owens? But that does yeah. that work? And but, I, I'm not sure that's a thing where you like on the Smackdown on the pre-show they were talking to Dean Ambrose and it's like if you won the Rumble would you prefer to challenge Styles or Cena yeah so they were framing it as you can challenge one of the people who are Smackdown champion mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not 100% certain if it's a thing where you can just go I'm going to challenge the Raw champion but that was always a thing well it used to be the thing yeah it's a new brand split now Ken new rules who knows um, any other WrestleMania business that are kind of int- pointed towards? I don't Big Show Shaq, that's a yeah. rumor, that's rumored. Big Show was a non-entity in this match. He was eliminated in less than two minutes. He got the worst of all eliminations, Garrett. Eliminated before someone else comes out. Yeah, that's that. That is the ultimate of disrespect. Like that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of moments, as you said, that they could have done, or a lot of things they could have done to advance views. Like they could have had a more of a Braun Strowman Big Show moment, which they were teasing. They could have had more. Exchange between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, which he didn't do. Even Strowman, like he eliminated seven people, he eliminated more people than anyone else in the match. But he came out, he eliminated those people, and he was kind of just dumped unceremoniously by Baron Corbin. As you said, it would have been more sense for him to be in the latter stages to and to be dumped by Reigns, yeah. which they seem to say. Like I, I would have been okay with him not doing that if Reigns wasn't in the match. Reigns was a terrible number thirty, yeah, because it's just like, oh, him again, no, so, no. <laughs> In my mind, he he basically got rewarded with the number 30 spot, the coveted spot in the Royal Rumble for being a loser. Yeah, he lost to Kevin Owens and was then number 30. It's just like, no! I'm a firm believer in the old unwritten rule where if you were challenging for the world title that night, you're not allowed to be in the Royal Rumble. I don't like... And it's that. not like they needed him. It's not like they didn't have... Like, they have the old timers to add depth to this match and they had, like, people like Ambrose and Big Show and Jericho. You know, the the, the kind of pseudo-stars these days. To, to fill out the numbers but yeah and then Reigns came out and I'm like ugh because we had stream issues and yeah. and uh, which was a problem on the show more than I think any WWE show in recent memory I'm not sure well it was our internet at one stage that yeah. that dropped during the rumble that was our fault but I think a lot of the time it seemed to be a recurring problem for some people that there, there was some internet issue or some stream issues especially and I think that might be why we didn't love the Owens and and Reigns match as much as some because that, that might have considerable buffering yeah so maybe we could, but have, yeah, done, but, we could have taken us out of it a bit, you know. Or yeah, or, or at least yeah, hurt the the kind of flow and momentum of the match. I, but like, we, we our stream kind of cut out, and then yeah. I I went over to my my iPod, just loaded it up, and it's like, oh, it's rains, ah. Oh. 
Yeah, and you even spoil it for me just to to save me the the heartbreak. Yeah, because you know you're picturing oh, Turkey. You're picturing a Kurt Angle. You're picturing a, a Samoa Joe, or a Finn Balor, a yeah. surprise something. Yeah. But no, Roman freaking Reigns. And he was the last one eliminated. So it's he just was. Sorry. But nonetheless, I won forty euro because I got Orton in our pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a suck again. You got a good block there, Gar, where you got twenty one to twenty. Five? 24. 24. Sorry, Bride, Cruz, Orton and Ziggler. So in that I got... Well, I said Bride. Wyatt and Orton. <laughs> well, yeah, Bray Wyatt. It's his name. His name is Bright now. Yeah, I got Wyatt and Orton who were like... I, I would have thought the most but the most likely to win just based on betting odds. But yeah. And then you got Undertaker who was probably at that stage the second most likely to win based on betting odds. And Ed when he got Roman Reigns and Reigns got the last two he thought he had won it. And suck it Ed you didn't because Randy won and I won 40 bucks. Yeah, well, Gar, we've been doing this for nine years. Well, we missed it last year, so we've done it eight times. And I've won it three times, so I'm still leading the all-time list. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the Rumble. That's the Rumble. And the Road to WrestleMania. We talked that over as well. A little bit. We worked it in there. Um, I think a lot probably will become clear tonight on Raw. I could see even a couple of one or two returns or debuts tonight. Do you know? Could you? Is it going to be in the Alamo Dome again? Uh, I'm not sure, but who's, who's going to show up? I reckon they're holding back Balor probably possibly for it what's Finn doing if he's at WrestleMania Styles but they're on the wrong brands you yeah. could do a that's the big brand versus brand match I suppose yeah. there's usually one I don't want to see them lumping him into the ladder match for the Intercontinental title you know? well he's on Raw so he definitely wouldn't be put there oh yeah for like for or lumping him into some oh lumping Styles into that match yeah but they tend to do that with people don't they like oh you've had the W title now we're going to give you the Intercontinental title that's just as good kind of yeah it's what we call the Jeff Hardy Wrestlemania spot yeah. <laughs> it's like we're going to put you in the ladder match you're yeah. going to jump off something who cares what does it, that's a good question what does he do here Style, yeah, if, if Balor returns that's a question and then Styles so again process of elimination two left over Then, but then what does Undertaker do yeah and so, like, if if you put Undertaker against Reigns, what does Strowman do? <laughs> so the, there are a lot of moving parts going into the rest of this WrestleMania season. Yeah, he should be back in time, but if, it depends how close it is. So if he's not, yeah, if he's back now, which some people are rumoring he's ready to go. And then actually, if you do Orton against Wyatt, what does Cena do? That's supposed yeah. that they've seen it for Undertaker, and that may that maybe makes more sense. Yeah. But then, do you take the belt off Cena after two weeks? That doesn't make much sense. But anyway, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Ken, it's tradition. I must ask you: Do you have any plugs? Do I have any plugs? Because you're a guest on podcast a week. I would say at Ken Kidney on Twitter, but I don't actually tweet that much. I just retweet uh, TWS Network stuff. I have a new podcast, Declassified, which I've been meaning, sure you do. <laughs> I've been meaning to launch for the last few months, but it was meant to launch on December fifteenth, <laughs> November fifteenth. I think. It oh was. God, was it that early? Yeah, it's just basically I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it, and then like moving out and. A lot of work stuff, and so you're actually going to do it now. I'm going to try, and we're going to try and get the weekend show back on track. So, Maybe. but if, if, it's uh, not dead. if you want to listen to previous weekend show stuff uh, with myself and Gary, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash twskk. I'm surprised you can still do plugs after you've been you haven't podcasted in so long. Yeah, I, I podcast weekly. I'm, t- I'm 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 fresh. I used to podcast daily, and that was a very bad idea. It doesn't come naturally anymore. But um, yeah, check me out on Facebook if you want. That's weird though, so don't. That is the show for this week. Thank you so much to Ken for both coming on the show and facilitating this show's existence. Thank you so much for listening as I do that thing where I throw my arms out when I thank you so that you know I'm sincere even though you can't see me. You can listen to new episodes of Podcasts a week every single week at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network or subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Garrett Kidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. 
K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.